Hey everyone, welcome to the latest installment of The Way It Is, and I am your host, Luca Amalfato, and I'm back. I want to thank Sam and Ben for jumping in last week, which was good. It was timely because uh, Ben had just uh, was just closing on his new home, Absolutely. and, and uh, I guess uh, Sam was forced to deal with his, his brother, I was going to say. Not my favorite client. <laughs> exactly. One of the most difficult clients, anyway. Um <laughs> So anyway, this week we're we're in you know the the, the doldrums of January um, anyway, and uh, we want to talk about the age old question of renting versus owning, and there's certainly been a lot of conversations and and articles written, and that's one of the reasons why we thought we'd talk about it today because there was a couple of new articles that just came out uh, with actually some revealing information, which uh, I think most of you may be surprised by, but. Of course, there's always that. Um, there's always there's two schools of thought, and there's two camps where those that say renting is is better and it's it's less expensive, and then owning is you know comes with all these additional costs and everything. Which I'm not saying it doesn't, but uh, in essence, uh, and I'll jump right into it. The the crux of this one article was that in several municipalities across the province and in Quebec, the the difference between the cost of owning a property and the cost of renting one is less than $300. In fact, it's $289. So that's certainly a gap that if you could qualify for a mortgage, uh, you know, an extra $3,600 a year, if you could make the qualification or come up with that money, there's a lot of positives to owning. Yeah. Right. A lot of benefits that definitely outweigh that extra amount that extra amount and and yeah. so let's 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 start with you know uh, obviously why people own and why people buy so first and foremost it's an asset real estate bricks and mortar bricks and sticks is an asset and it's appreciable asset meaning that over time the property will go up in value and that's <laughs> case in point the market that we just came out of and even the market that we're in again even though every news article that you hear prices are falling and prices are falling and prices are falling uh the the values are still in most areas above pre-pandemic levels and if not still at pre-pandemic levels or just below so mm -hmm. it's not the house the the house prices are have are, have fallen uh, per se uh, have they fallen from the peaks of the pandemic which we've talked about yes they have um okay so now you've got an appreciable asset and you've also got basically and here's something that when i say this i'll turn it over to sam but you've got a, uh, an asset that as it appreciates is a built-in savings plan for you exactly. right because as you're paying your mortgage you're paying down yes in the first part of it a, a majority of your payments going towards interest but there is a portion going to principal so you're in inherently building up equity in your property uh, coupled with the appreciation is adding more equity to the property um, and then you know if you're on a fixed mortgage payment and hopefully you are these days as opposed to a variable <laughs> rate mortgage um, then you know you have a budget you have some fixed costs and then you can also budget for putting away some money on the side but Sam you speak yeah. to the the fallacy that exists between renting and and being less and saving money then. yeah so, so so when I was in school, when we were doing like a financial analysis or financial recommendation for a person, uh, there was never uh, convincing them to buy a house because buying a house is always the best solution. It was evaluate the whole situation. Uh, the thing that people don't understand, and, and I know this is how the articles are already written, is that 
When someone says it's better for you to rent a property than to buy, it's because they're taking into account the money that you would be putting away to interest or the increased mortgage payment and you're putting it into high interest uh, savings accounts, you're uh, putting it into mutual funds that are better than the market, you're putting it into something that is generating you income as well. So uh, you have to be doing that to combat the appreciation and the savings that you get from paying your own mortgage. So no one's doing that. No, no one who's renting is doing that. I mean, maybe there are and hats off to you because that's a great way to, to live. But for the most part, everyone's living paycheck to paycheck, your rent's cheap, you're spending the other money, or maybe you're saving it up for a trip, uh, but you're not doing the proper things that a financial analysis di uh, dictates whether it's better to rent or to buy. Right. And as Luca kind of said, like it's that mandatory savings plan that a lot of people used to retire on. Mm -hmm. We deal with a lot of clients that are basically, uh, they're ready to downsize or maybe they even wanted to move into a rental because they're over the age of 65 and it makes sense to have someone else look after the property. Well, now they can sell most of the time their mortgage-free uh, asset, asset and they have 600,000 plus to their name that can yeah. help them retire. You don't have that if you're renting, no. right? You better be saving because Well, and 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 you know what? And that's exactly right. And and you know, um the, so let's take this $300 a month uh, uh variance between owning the cost of owning the cost of renting, you know, and and let's say you bought a place today, you took a fixed 3-year mortgage, even a fixed 5-year mortgage, right? Yep. In those 5 years and I would say 5 years, I I won't say I guarantee, but I, for the for as long as I've done this, I'm hard pressed to think yeah. historically that that property won't appreciate more than what are we talking? Uh, five times uh, thirty six hundred seventeen thousand dollars, seventeen thousand dollars, or something like that. I, I'm pretty sure that your property is going to appreciate that amount at minimum in the, in those five years, and coupled with like, and that's the thing we can't predict the market. But if the market comes back to where it was, or things start to stabilize now, as we as as we're starting to see, and, and rates start to stabilize and stuff. Because um, we are seeing activity in the marketplace, even in early January. Absolutely. Um, you know, there you go. You're going to make up that additional cost or that perceived cost or the real cost in the five years that you're going to have your first term of your mortgage. And then when you go to renew, you'll have equity or you'll yep. be able to do whatever at that point in time. Where you're right, uh, renting is just always going to be renting. At the end of the day, when you leave that apartment or you leave that property, you will have nothing to show for it apart from what you've put away, which in most cases, as we've said, doesn't happen. Exactly. The other sad reality, given what's happening in the marketplace, is that you also don't have any security. Nope. Because at any given point, the the owner of that property could put it for sale, yep. in which case then if your tenancy is month to month, you may be asked to leave and vacate in 60 days if uh, by a new owner that wants to move into it. Um, if you know, or the owner wants to move back into the property because it was a family home or something yeah. like that, or they had to move away for work and now they want to move back. So you, yeah, with I mean, with a rental, as I said before, like, yes, now you have someone who's dealing with the maintenance of the property for the most part, but you l remove all your control. So there's no like that sense that someone can take the property away from you is there. I mean, there has to be valid reasons for it, but there's a, many, a lot of reasons that happen to a lot of people where the property has to basically be gone. And then uh, one thing that I see a lot of people complaining about, and it kind of makes sense because it's a bit ridiculous that 
people can do this, but if your property is from 2018 uh, or newer, well, then they can increase the rent with no rent control. Right. So instead of that two and a half percent increase that everyone's kind of faced with year after year yeah. after year, could be a hundred percent increase that's and right. guess what you have to either leave or pay that difference that's a reality yeah. of uh, renting unfortunately is that yeah. you're faced with that so no uh, uh, absolutely now is there a time that that renting could make sense absolutely and sam touched on it earlier uh, you know if you're now at a stage in your life or in your whatever and you just don't want the maintenance anymore and you you've owned a home and you and you've you've accrued the appreciation you accrued your equity now it's time to trade it in for something simple yeah. right where you can just lock the door you don't want to worry about who's going to sh uh, shovel your driveway you don't want to worry about who's going to cut your grass and 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 not to say that that still doesn't fall on the tenant depending on what you're renting if you're renting a exactly. home you're still gonna have to shovel your own driveway and cut your own lawn potentially yes so um but if you're in a multi-rise or a tower or something then yeah you you it's like living in a condo where you lock yep. the door and away you go and then it doesn't matter you're in a mm -hmm. secure building and you've got covered parking maybe and and da, 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 da. and and certainly at that point in time if you're thinking okay i'm retiring now or i want to i'm going to travel more or i'm going to spend more time here then yeah that could make sense absolutely and and now you've got you know you've earned your equity and now you can turn it over to it's no different than planning your retirement and saying okay i'm gonna need x number of dollars every month to, to live on exactly well, you have to factor in the cost of living in a in an apartment mm -hmm. or renting for that yeah matter. renting for retire like basically people who are retired is, is is perfect uh for the most part like going back to that financial scenario it only makes sense to rent if you're getting far below market rent, which is rare. You're in an apartment complex that's massive uh, and is was built before 2018 because then it's rent controlled. You can't get kicked out of randomly. No one person's yeah. really moving into that. Um, so then you have that protection and then you don't have to do those extra kind of things. Yeah. But again, you kind of have to be below the market rent, which these articles are timely because uh, mortgage rates are at their all time kind of high. So, I mean rent's going up and that's not going down and that never will go down for a long time mortgage rates are coming down yes that's so. right and, and and sam's absolutely right i mean market rents right now are almost equal to what a mortgage payment if not more than what a mortgage payment would be absolutely. depending on what you're going to rent i mean to go rent a brand new townhome in in the west end of kingston or in amherstview or in the east end of kingston you're looking at a minimum $2,500 to $2,800 to $3,000 a month yep. plus utilities. So let's think about that. Utilities now, as we all know, because we're all getting our friggin' increased Enbridge gas bills and our increased uh, utilities Kingston bills and hydro bills, yep. um, it's on average anywhere between $350 to $400 a month. Exactly. And that's if be, you're just being normal consumption. Yep. So now you're at you know 2500 plus now you're at 2900 at that we're at $3,400 a month um you know so you think to yourself well if I'm going to be paying that much money if you do qualify and there's the rub right you have to qualify for the mortgage yeah so you have to have an income you have to have a substantial or you know a, a consistent income sustainable income a double income more than likely in terms of two exactly. incomes coming together today yep. to afford even to rent or to buy um and you think to yourself if we do qualify and we can qualify somehow you know if we're gonna be paying all this money why wouldn't you give it to yourself and that's that's the eight old age or sorry, the age old sort of why I've always believed in the value of real estate is because 
it's it, it, you're investing in yourself and you're investing in your own Absolutely. property, you know, and, 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 and here's where I think too many people over, you know, buyers, first time buyers or any buyers, uh, even after buying subsequent multiple properties, you should always approach it, uh, you know, very pragmatically and, and, and have a budget, you know, no different than you did with Ben in terms of, okay, here's what my mortgage is going to be. Here's what my taxes are going to be. Here's what my insurance is. Here's what it's going to cost for my utilities. Here's what it's going to cost for my internet. Here's yep. what it's going to cost for me if I have to pay for someone to cut my grass. Here's what it's going to cost if I have to pay someone to shovel my snow or if I'm going to do it myself. That means I got to buy a lawnmower. So you got to go through this checklist and, and, and a good agent, and we would help you with that in terms of what it's like to be a homeowner because yep. it's not just, hey, sign on the dotted line, you get the keys and life is good. You know, when you wake up, there's stuff to do, right? Yep. So, and that's, I think, where people and these articles come out and people, you know, think renting's just easy. And you're, and, 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 and owning's not for everybody. Not Absolutely. everybody yep. should own a home because we, we see examples of it every day. Not everybody should own a home because they're just not capable of owning a home. Yep. They're not capable of organizing the maintenance, of performing the maintenance, of changing a furnace filter, knowing when to change a furnace, all of those aspects and component that come with home ownership. Yep. Um, and not to say that you shouldn't do it just because that may be overwhelming or scary because there's way too much literature i'm sure on the internet to help people through these processes so um i guess i just keep coming back to the fact that especially we're, we're at a, an interesting point in time where you know and, and hence these articles where given the 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 rise of rental rates where mortgage rates are where property costs are um you know it certainly seems that if you have the wherewithal to do it owning should be the option versus renting yes for the mo for the most part that's kind of the, the right answer most of the time that's for sure yeah um, yeah well, and then again and, and you know what it, even if you did it for your five-year term and you found out that you know what maybe home ownership's not, I'm not cut out for home ownership yep. you still have an asset at that point in time that you can do something with you could choose to sell it Yep. You can choose to move out of it and rent it and keep it now as an investment property, you know, assuming if you can make that work and the numbers make sense. Yep. Uh, or, you know, you, maybe you buy it as a single person. Maybe now you find, uh, you know, a partner and you want to move together to another property or something like that. Well, you don't have to sell that asset unless you want to realize the sale and get the equity, but you can keep it. You could do a refinance. So it opens the doors. Home ownership opens the doors to other accesses to credit and to yeah. equity. Then again, renting doesn't give you anything other exactly. than. I mean, just to go back to that, I mean, we, we have clients that, I mean, for example, one of them rents and owns a triplex. So like, Right, like that's and it's because their rent's super low, uh, and they're putting all the saved money that they would be spending on a mortgage in, in a high interest savings account into other investments, and then they still have a rental uh, property to appreciate and build equity in and stuff like that. So that is an option as well, and right. a very profitable option for this person. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean. Well, the, and there, there are, yeah, exactly. So I mean, and again, not that we're saying don't rent, buy, or anything like that. There's, there's. You just have to really do the proper analysis on those scenarios for not only for yourself, for your personal lifestyle, for your life choices, where you are in your life, where you work, your income, all of those factors have exactly. to have to have to play into it. Uh, and, and you have to map it out as as 
I guess, boring or as sort of mind-numbing as that may sound, you really have to plot, project out your next three years or your next five years in terms of where am I going to be? Am I going to be at this job? Am I going to get more income? Is my income going to go up? Exactly. Um, you know, and all of those things. Because back, way back, and I think we might have touched on this in a previous podcast, you know, the rule of thumb always was mortgage payments stayed here, income always went like this. So that's the, the gap there was the equity that you get in your property. The world's gone topsy-turvy a bit now, so incomes sometimes have gone like this. Sometimes, you know, and and, and now it's rates that are going like this. So things have been turned on their head a little bit, but Mm -hmm. um, that's still... I think the the trend or I think the the baseline but um, but you're right there that's what it comes down to is every person individually should assess whether they should be renting and buying don't just read these articles and think oh i'm going to save 290 dollars a month because i rent these articles cater to the masses but they're not even built by the masses like they're not they don't go into the average person and think oh this person is saving this amount of money which is going to save them instead of buying versus owning i kind of think well, that's that's not how they're drafted right that's so. just it and it's just massive data pulling right and it's taking averages and it's taking uh, almost like a census right where it's taking mass data like that but yeah. anyway we thought it was worth having the conversation uh, and again we're happy to have any conversations with you and 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 when we work with our clients and our buyers um, we're having these conversations and we're talking yep. about these real life uh, variables and, and what needs to be accounted for and everything else because too many people get caught up in the moment and it's all about the excitement of making an offer and everything like that and then you know next thing you know the dust settles and they what what you know there's a deer in the headlights and what have I done so exactly. um, you know the last thing you want is is to 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 buy something just because you felt you had to and then get upside down in it. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Nobody wants that. Uh, and sadly, there are stories about that. But uh, we'll leave it at that. Thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm.